Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. I am a female leader in the professional sports industry, and my front office resume includes titles like General Manager, Vice President of Corporate Partnerships, and Director of Sales. Did you know that less than 25% of leadership roles in the sports and entertainment industry are held by women? We've got work to do. Why? Because companies with gender and or culturally diverse executive teams were 21% to 35% more likely to outperform the competition. Simply put, diverse leadership helps your bottom line. The Leadership is Female podcast is here to help. Marian Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. So I am here as your host to create visibility by interviewing successful women who work in sports to uncover opportunities and teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top faster. I believe there's enough room at the table for all of us. Take your seat and join me week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Hey leaders, let me be blunt. Sometimes in order to level up, you've got to get a new job. Because of this awesome community we have created here for engaged sports professionals and leaders in adjacent industries, opportunities are floating to this community. Do you want to hear about them? I want to share these new opportunities with you. Recently, I've included listings of available jobs in our newsletter and will continue to do so. If you aren't on that newsletter list, you can add your email at leadershipisfemale.com. And if you are hiring, email me at my personal email, emilyjansen at gmail.com, so that I can share your open role. If we want to continue to add diverse, talented leaders to our businesses, we have to look for new ways to recruit this diverse talent. 80% of our listeners on the Leadership is Female podcast are women. Find your next great hire here. Let's go. Welcome to episode 63 with Tony Nasita. I was so excited to meet Tony because she's an entrepreneur. She carved her own path at the Beverly Hills Sports Council, where she led marketing and then created a community relations department for this baseball athlete representation company. If you know me and have listened to many episodes of Leadership is Female, you know I'm really into sports for good. And when we can get organizations creating effective community relations departments, wow, that will make an impact. And when we can get individual athletes to create defined pathways to give back, another big wow. The power of one is magnified and expanded and opportunities created from nothing. Tony has this passion and it's her superpower. So she founded Impact Sports Marketing in 2020 with the purpose of providing philanthropic consulting and integrated marketing strategies for professional athletes, brands, and organizations that are committed to making a difference. She works in the following areas, athlete management, community activations, nonprofit development, strategic partnerships, cause marketing campaigns, event planning. Today, she shares her story, what she's learned along the way, why it's important, explains her courage to go out on her own, her passion for working with athletes, and the awesome organization she is helping to stand up, Cheat Code. Join us for this inspiring conversation centered around using sports for the power of good, making the world a better place for all. Let's go. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast. Tony Nosita, founder and CEO of Impact Sports Marketing. Thank you for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. So can you start off by just telling us who you are and what you do? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, I'm the CEO and founder of Impact Sports Marketing. Uh, we are a purpose-driven marketing agency working with athletes, nonprofits, and brands who uh, have the shared passion of making a positive impact. Um, I'm also the executive director of the Cheat Code Foundation, which is a, a nonprofit organization with the mission of increasing access to transformational mental health services and ending the stigma towards seeking mental health support. Can you give us an overview of how you got these positions and um, sort of where, where you came from and how it led to founding your own company? Yeah, um, absolutely. So I actually spent 11 years on the agency side of <clears throat> Major League Baseball. Um, I was with the Beverly Hills Sports Council, which is a full service baseball agency that was started back in the 80s. And um, I interned with them my senior year of school and long story short, just worked my way up through the organization and ended up overseeing the marketing department there um, for BHSC, managing all of the athletes, brand strategy, endorsement deals, philanthropy, community relations. And, you know, through that, I just discovered a number of different passions of mine of supporting the athletes. And, and really where I found, you know, my deepest passion was helping the athletes with their philanthropy and, you know, community outreach. So through that experience, uh, as you know, many of us had awakenings during COVID um, and the, you know, potential for not having a baseball season altogether, uh, I started, you know, Impact Sports Marketing as a, what I thought would be um, a side project to, you know, work with other athletes outside of baseball, uh, work with nonprofits, consult with them, work with brands. And, you know, very early on in starting Impact, um, I met my partner and founder of Cheat Code Foundation, uh, Dr. Armando Gonzalez. He is a mental health coach to professional athletes across uh, MLB, NFL, uh, Olympians. And really, I took on Cheat Code as a, as a passion project. Uh, you hear as an entrepreneur that oftentimes you take on work for free when you first start. Um, and I was happy to do so. Uh, I've always had a passion for mental health. I'm a certified sport life coach. So it was kind of all of my worlds coming together um, to help build and establish Cheat Code Foundation. And through you know, six months of taking on a passion project, that then transitioned into uh, becoming the executive director and continuing to build that. Um, at the same time of starting Impact Sports Marketing, I also, you know, started to talk to some of my former clients and, and nonprofits that I had relationships with and um, really realized the potential to kind of go on my own and, and do my own thing. And very quickly, I kind of, you know, realized the, the benefits in that and, and pursued it. And a year, just over a year later, um, here I am, you know, full time uh, on my own. Such an awesome journey that you've been on. And it really started when you practiced entrepreneurship when you were at BHSC and got the opportunity to build out the community relations department and business unit. So any tips for those of us who are staying employed, larger companies, how do you practice entrepreneurship to get that personal growth you're looking for, but within the company of your employee? 
Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, you know, that happened through a number of of different kind of endeavors. And very early on in my career, I was lucky to work with a few major league baseball players who were very passionate about community work. And I had the opportunity to support them and, and put on charity events and um, build community relations programs very early on just by a couple players that had expressed a passion in that space. And through that experience, um, I really realized the value that this work brought to the agency. And I think, you know, when you talk about entrepreneurship, it's um, does this work bring value to the company that you work for? And um, at the agency side of things, we're always looking for ways to add more value to those relationships with the players, um, make, making sure that each athlete is being serviced in a way that is valuable to he or she. So realizing, um, the passion that some of these players had for charity work and giving back to their communities and, and putting on events or starting their own nonprofits. Um, at the time, it was a very small number, but in realizing that value, I really you know, approached the, the partners of the company. Um, and that would be the other, you know, I guess, piece of advice, if you will, that I would give is, is just speak up and ask for what you want. Because I upon seeing the value and, and realizing that this could really do something valuable for the company and, and the players that we represented, I approached the partners and I asked, you know, I said, I want to continue overseeing the marketing department as I am and I'm continuing to pursue athlete endorsements um, as part of the, you know, the department that I'm overseeing. But I would also love to proactively ask our clients about their interest in charities and community relations um, and make it a larger part of the services that we as a marketing department are, are offering to the athletes. And they were very receptive to it and very open. And the more conversations that I was able to have with the athletes, the more we as a company started to see and realize how many players really did have an interest in this area and how many players really did want to take advantage uh, of the services that we are offering from a community relations standpoint. So I just focused um, my time and energy you know, in that, in that space. And um, that was really fulfilling for me to be able to pursue something that was not only, um, you know, a strength of mine, but also a passion and felt very purposeful in the work that, that uh, we were doing. And what I heard you say there is to speak up and ask for what you want. I mean, it, it's sometimes the simplest of advice, but it's the most difficult in the execution to really hone in on what it is that you want and then speak up put it into words and say it out loud. And that passion and purpose, it was supported by your personal desire and alignment with the things that you wanted to do that let you have the courage to make that, that ask and then to follow it through successfully. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank and you. Can you walk us through? So, okay, you get this started, you, you've got um, community relations, you're going to help, help athletes with their foundations Walk us through those initial conversations with an athlete and how you can help them take an idea or just a willingness to give back to the community and turn it into a reality. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, every, every once in a while you get an athlete who has an idea, uh, but for the most part, it's really just starting with what is uh, his or, or her personal story and trying to figure out what cause they're going to feel the most connected to, 
What is it that pulls at their heartstrings um, that keeps them up at night, that they feel an attachment to, uh, that they're actually going to feel fulfillment and, and purpose in supporting? And that's everything from looking at, you know, how they grew up to where they're from, um, any life experiences that they've had that may connect them to a certain cause. And for those that maybe don't have a, something that stands out to them, it's really just getting their feet wet and trying different things and, and kind of learning what is it that's going to make them feel the most fulfilled? Is it working with the elderly or kids or veterans, or there's so many areas and it's, it's kind of exploring and having those conversations, um, asking the right questions to figure out, you know, what area they want to support. And, and that's really the most important piece, because if the athlete doesn't have a connection to something, um, the work just isn't going to be fulfilling for them. It's going to feel like a second job. And that's not what we want. Uh, it's definitely work. It definitely is a commitment. But if they find purpose in it, then it's going to be something that they, you know, enjoy. Um, and then from there, it's just kind of, you know, putting the, the steps in place to um, figure out what charity partner may make the most sense, developing ideas, um, looking at, you know, what areas they want to impact. Is it a certain geographic area? Is it um, you know, in the nonprofit space, it's typically one of two things. You're either helping uh, the quality of life in a given, you know, field or research for that given field. Um, so it's really just asking the right questions and, and kind of using the framework to uh, you know, first nail down the area and then develop a strategy and, and different activations that make sense for you know, that athlete's um, interests. Yeah, great framework there. And it came up that you need a connection to make it work. So isn't that so true in most of our lives and in our jobs and in our purposes? If you don't feel connected to the work and to the product, then it really starts to feel like a job. So what a great conversation for you to have with those athletes on developing that storyline to make sure that it's something fulfilling for them, not just um, another thing they have to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's oftentimes easier said than done. Um, there's one thing, you know, you can't force someone to care about something that they may not have a connection to. And as much as guys are willing to volunteer and give their time and, and maybe just because they want to support their community, you know, the more you can create that personal connection, um, the stronger and more successful the entire you know, partnership or campaign is going to be. And what was your motivation to work with athletes in the first place? In the first place, that's a good question. Thinking back, you know, I was an athlete myself. Um, and naturally, as a female, we don't have a ton of opportunities to pursue careers as professionals. And very early on, I mean, 10, 12 years old, um, I started to explore what you know, careers were in the field of sports and how can you we support athletes and support the industry um, and do something we love. And the more, you know, that I learned and uh, the more experience I had in the industry, um, I really started to lean into the side of that, you know, athletes are, are more than an athlete, um, like you hear a lot today, and that, you know, athletes are human. And people forget that people think it's, you know, back to the whole um, shut up and dribble thing that, you know, athletes maybe shouldn't have a voice. And I think, uh, for me, being able to be someone who can speak on behalf of the athletes and help them um, pursue what they want to pursue off the field, off the court, 
um, understanding you know, their career and supporting them in a way that's true and authentic to the athletes and, and to their family to you know, have a life outside of sport in a way that is meaningful to them um, is just really, you know, really important and, um, and valuable to me. What's been your secret sauce to landing clients? You've got a, a great portfolio and um, a lot of people who trust and lean on you and ask for your help. How did that happen? You know, I, I don't think there's a secret sauce or like formula necessarily that I use in like pitches or, or meetings. Um, but what I learned, and you know, we were talking about this earlier, is that just being authentic and caring and being genuine has honestly been what has um, landed me clients, if you will. It's it's just showing up myself and um, speaking to the work that I've done. Uh, letting your work speak for itself, I think, is is oftentimes um, a big, you know, value add in the work that I'm doing, and just just being authentic. Um, there was a one of my current clients um, I met through um, Hunter Pence, who's another client of mine, and an activation that he was doing, and it was a, a nonprofit that we had reached out to for one of his partnerships. And on our second call with the nonprofit, the executive director said to me, "I can just tell that you care." And I was just showing up myself and um, talking about the work that, you know, we did and just being authentic and, and, you know, in the nonprofit world, really caring, I think uh, goes a long way. Yeah. And it's for our listeners, right? Like we, we've got so many people that listen to this podcast that are, are female leaders in sports or upcoming leaders in the sports industry or just leaders in general who are looking for those, you know, those tips and what really comes up in building partnerships, building business, we're all working in business. So how do you, how do you gather those clients? How do you sell those corporate partnerships, land those season ticket deals? And what it has come down to, no matter if I'm talking to a ticket sales director or a VP of corporate partnerships is authenticity, being genuine, letting your work speak for itself, listening to the client, showing up when you're supposed to, doing the work, right? Like that's, that's how you, you get the job done. And Tony, you're just another example, a phenomenal example of, of being trustworthy and, and doing great work. And that's one thing leads, leads to the next. So I'm so happy that you shared that because it really just translates across the entire industry. And you did, you did mention cheat code. So I want to talk a little bit about cheat code and, and why it's important and, um, talk about, uh, mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, um, you know, cheat code is really interesting and important right now because mental health is at the forefront of everything. And for, um, the first time, especially this year, you know, with the Olympics and, um, Naomi Osaka speaking up and Simone Biles speaking up, athletes are really starting to be honest about, um, what they're experiencing from a mental health standpoint. And, you know, what makes cheat code really unique in our efforts to end the stigma, um, and increase access to, you know, mental health services is our partnership with professional athletes um, across various leagues. And those athletes not only working on their own mental health, but advocating for mental health and normalizing it and using the platform they have to be an advocate for taking care of our mental health. 
um, the influence that, you know, these athletes have and their platforms and their ability to do good is so important. And especially when you're talking about a topic like mental health, that does have such a stigma um, around it. It's, it's important that audiences hear from, from, you know, public figures that they trust, uh, especially when you look at, you know, athletes and the tough exterior that comes with being a competitor. Um, it's just really, you know, really unique to, to be building a brand, uh, around and with these professional athletes to normalize taking care of our mental health as part of our self-care routine, the same way that athletes go to the gym and they have a nutritionist, um, and they have a physical therapist and they have a chiropractor, um, they have a mental coach. And it's just so, you know, so important to, to make that part of our, our self-care routine um, and putting that at the fore, you know, the forefront um, of a lot of, of what we do. And when we first talked, um, you, you talked about that the genesis of the organization was these athletes said, like, how can we get this to more people? And that's where the organization was grown. And when it came to naming the company, that name came from the athlete. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So, um, Dr. He goes by Dr. Mondo. So he was working very early on, um, with, uh, a client, uh, up in his hometown of Sacramento an NFL player. And the, the way that he tells the story is that he, uh, went to, you know, train for, I don't know if it was a tryout or, or the combine and was with a bunch of buddies that he'd been training with for, you know, months and months. And his, um, his, I guess, you know, teammates or guys he was training with said, Hey man, something's different about you. What's going on? You're, you're showing up different. You're playing different. Um, and he said, man, I have the cheat code. And what he was referring to is that he had a mental coach that he had been working on his, his mental health, mental strength with, um, and it was, was showing up in his work on the field. Um, and so once he, he used that term and we, we explored it with some of our other, uh, founding athletes and, you know, they loved it, um, as just the, the way to level up in life is, is through taking care of your mental health. And that's really just, it just stuck, um, as, as a name that was a little bit different and kind of stood out and got people asking questions around it. So yeah, cheat code. <laughs> You guys, we have a new website, leadershipisfemale.com. Please visit us and know that we are here to help get you to the top faster. Are you a career female looking for an edge? Are you looking for answers on how you can level up? Our purpose is to bring interviews with female leaders in sports each week through this podcast, Leadership is Female, so you can uncover opportunities, hear tips to elevate your career, Learn from our mistakes and successes so that you can get to the top faster. We're giving you all the advice we know now that we wish we knew then. We're extending a hand back to lead you forward. Let's go. Visit leadershipisfemale.com. Join our newsletter. Check out all the episodes of the podcast and stay tuned for more resources to lead you forward. Leadershipisfemale.com. Awesome. And, and what have you learned by helping to set up this organization? It's you, you first had your, your role with Beverly Hills Sports Council, um, specifically working in marketing. Then you were sort of an entrepreneur. 
on creating the community relations department. Then you took your step into full entrepreneurship with impact sports marketing and working with clients. And then Cheat Code came and they weren't established yet. And they, uh, you know, shared the reins with you to get it off the ground. What was that experience like? It's been a lot of fun and it's been a lot of craziness. I think, um, fortunately, I had had some prior experience building nonprofits with some of the MLB guys that I worked with. Uh, but in any startup and working with a team, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. So I think, you know, naturally, first and foremost, I learned a ton about mental health. Um, we have, you know, 15, 20 mental health professionals, whether it be on staff, on our board, on our advisory council, um, everything from professors to researchers to, to therapists. Uh, so to learn about mental health and essentially how it impacts every single thing in our lives um, it's just been so beneficial from a personal professional um, every element you can think of just really exploring a new area and a new you know category of, of business that I haven't been able to really dive deep into has been really cool um, and then the other side that I think some of the biggest things I've learned is that the nonprofit space is is very challenging and coming from working with professional athletes where uh, everyone you're talking to, for the most part, when you're building partnerships for athletes, you know, they um, see that the level of influence that these athletes have, and, and there's a desire and a demand to work with professional athletes. And uh, although Cheat Code has, you know, founding athletes and, and athletes on our board, it's we're still a nonprofit organization. And so building a, an organization where the incentive isn't people making a ton of money or getting celebrities, you know, to, to come alongside and partner with you, it's challenging to, you know, rally people around, uh, around a cause, regardless of if it's mental health or, or anything else. It's just a very challenging space to, you know, to be in and to develop and, and to build. Um, but I love it. I think that's been one of the funnest things in starting my own business is the new challenges and learning new things that, um, you know, I wasn't able to tap into previously. And, you know, I think the other really big piece is just uh, the leadership experience, building teams, uh, understanding people's strengths, developing people, putting people in, in the strongest positions for them to, you know, succeed uh, and, and working just with a lot of people in a lot of different backgrounds is giving me really good, you know, experience in, in leadership and um, development. Yeah, I love to hear that. Stretching yourself into a new realm is uh, is challenging but fun. In the uh, in the athlete in the baseball world, what's been what's been the best memory uh, that you've had? Best moment that you've had working uh, player side in baseball? That's such a good question. You know, there's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun things I've I've had the opportunity to do, and you know, go to many All Star games and um, be on the field and, and kind of get those really fun experiences. But the one that stands out to me that I always go back to uh, that was really a game changer in my entire career and in my life uh, was a trip to the Dominican Republic that I took several years ago with um, D Gordon and Gregory Polanco and Roberto Clemente Jr. And just a number of people in industry. And um, the way that came together was just so special. Um, you know, D Gordon is someone who's done a, a number of work, different types of work in the community, um, nationally, internationally, locally. And, you know, I got a call from him one day um, that said, hey, I, I really want to do work in a third world country. 
I want to go somewhere that's going to, you know, change people's lives to, to do the work there. And I had a relationship with a nonprofit that I actually met at the winter meetings um, called uh, Food for the Hungry. And they were launching a campaign called Striking Out Poverty that was specific to working with Major League Baseball players um, to help end poverty in the Dominican Republic. And we, you know, we took this trip um, alongside a number of other people in industry. And long story short, you know, we visited several communities and um, it was raining one day and uh, a lot of just pieces fell in place. And and Dee ended up um, leading a campaign to fundraise and build a, a water tower in this community to provide clean water to a city, a, really a town that didn't previously have any running water in the town. So that was just such a memorable experience for so many reasons. But really what it comes down to is you know, helping change lives and, and helping an athlete use his platform um, to change lives and to make a, a meaningful impact in a place that, you know, needed it, you know, beyond words. That's incredible. How, how awesome. And to have that physical structure of the water tower exist as a reminder of the work you did and, and the way that it can change lives and putting athletes in action. That's phenomenal. Very cool. I'm so happy you shared that. Yeah, thanks. It was definitely, um, definitely something I'll never forget. So what's, what's next for you? What are the next big projects um, that you're excited about? You know, right now, I think what's been um, really fun and, and where I'm kind of excited to see where it goes is continuing to manage um, Hunter Pence. I've worked with him for about 11 years, uh, you know, since, since I've been in this industry. And since his retirement, it's so fun to explore what it is he wants to do next both from a philanthropic standpoint and from a career standpoint and help him figure out what kind of life and career he wants to build um, and pursue those things. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's just been really exciting and fun continuing to, you know, develop cheat code and work with more athletes, um, work with more communities, you know, grow in that space and um, hopefully continue to work with with more athletes in other areas. I've had the opportunity to work with two female athletes, which I was never able to do prior. Um, and that's been really, really fun and something that I hope to continue you know, doing more of. Um, and yeah, we'll just kind of see, you know, see what happens from here. Yeah. Keep, keep up the great work and, you know, what you give out there is going to come back to you. Looking forward to, to keeping in touch. And before we wrap up. I got to ask you the final four questions. First one's a little heavy. Um, your best advice for women so that they can level up. You know, the first thing that I always like to talk about is really defining what success looks like for you. And the clearer that we can become on our personal definition of success, the more that we can pursue a career. Um, that's going to be fulfilling and meaningful. And that's everything from, you know, what kind of lifestyle is it going to create? Are you going to have to be at the field every day? Um, what kind of industry do you want to be in? You know, what skills do you want to practice? Do you want to be able to, you know, be creative or negotiate or be in sales? Um, you know, all of the things that make up your daily life and really uh, coming up with your definition of, of success and what that looks like and pursuing opportunities that align with that. 
Um, that that's definitely you know number one for me. Um, and then number two is what you know we talked a little bit about earlier of just don't be afraid to speak up and and ask for what you want. Uh, it's the you know the oldest saying in the book of the squeaky wheel gets the oil right, and I think it, it's easier said than done. Um, but the worst that someone can say is no, and that's okay. Um, but we have to you know use our voice as as much as we we can. Um, so I think those two are the biggest, the biggest ones. That is incredible advice. Before I jump into the next three fun questions, I've got to go with on a tangent a bit with the squeaky wheel gets the oil. I think a lot of times that we're telling ourselves the story in our head before we've even verbalized what it is that we want. We're trying to anticipate the answers or I don't know why we do this. And maybe you've learned something through your work with cheat code, but why for so many women looking to level up, change, ask for the promotion, get the courage, have the confidence. Like, why are we deferring to these negative answers before we've even gotten the chance to ask the question and receive something back? That's a good question. I think, you know, in my work with Cheat Code, negative beliefs can really control our minds and any type of negative belief that, that we have about ourselves or what we have about a narrative. And if we choose to embrace those negative beliefs, then they can eat you alive. Um, and you know, fear is a strong emotion. We're, we're all scared of something. We're all scared of failure. Um, we're all scared of taking risks. It's, you know, it's not easy. It, it, it took me two years to start impact. Uh, that's how long I was contemplating and, and dealt with the fear and negative beliefs that I wouldn't make it on my own, but we have to make conscious choices to get rid of those negative beliefs and replace them with positive beliefs. Um, it's easier said than done, but you know, there are ways and books and tips and tricks and, you know, all sorts of things of just kind of working on our frame of thinking, um, to find that, that inner, you know, confidence and, um, you know, or at least appear to have that inner confidence in the moment of speaking up and asking for what you want. Uh, it's not that the fear ever goes away. It's just that, you know, you kind of have to take the leap. Totally. And I was, I was interviewing a guest on this show and, uh, it was Melanie Sizer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she was, she's in, uh, in sales, um, for a team and, uh, she, she had gotten really into neuroplasticity lately and how you can retrain your brain with these thoughts and replacing that negative self-talk with positive. It's going to take work and it's think about it as like working out your brain the same way you would work out your body. And if you're recognizing that you're going to the place where you're operating in, in lack or that you're not enough, or the answer would be no you can retrain your brain to not go to, to that location, to that destination. And so I'm so happy that we brought this up because it's something that we should all be working on, right? Like imagine if we were living in more of, um, of that space where we can't achieve everything, anything, anything, everything that we put our mind to be incredible. Yeah. And, and leadership as female would really be uh, leveling up um, all these females who are out there crushing it. We just get to that next level even faster. So, okay. That was part of the final four, which is not really rapid fire, but um, these, these last three are fun. So where are you traveling to next for fun? 
Right now, I don't have anything planned in the near future, but um, I did just get married and we went to Greece this summer and just really fell in love with the Mediterranean. So um, we've already <laughs> established that we'll be going to Italy for our one year anniversary. So not sure what will happen in the next year, but really looking forward to um, Italy next September. Incredible. Okay. What's your walk-up song? I love this question. Um, I could go so many different directions with this, but trust what came to my mind first. And right now uh, it's Pop Star by, by Drake. And if you haven't seen the music video, um, you should do yourself a favor and watch it because it's, it's uh, starring Justin Bieber and it's phenomenal. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. And last, last question, please share with us your favorite quote. There's so many that I have from people like John Wooden or um, athletes, you know, like Jackie Robinson and Roberto Clemente, who have been really passionate about making an impact. But there's one that I found when I was in middle school, and it actually goes back to what we were just talking about um, with, you know, confidence and, and positive beliefs that for some reason has just always um, stuck in my mind and, you know, literally was on my, my wall in probably eighth grade. Um, and it's believe in yourself and all that you are and know that there is something inside of you that is greater than any obstacle. And I'm not even sure who said it. So I apologize that I can't give credit, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely something that I've, I've tried to live by, um, you know, for a very long time. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, thank you, Tony, so much for joining us today. Where can we follow along with your journey and all the great stuff that you're doing? Yeah, definitely. And thanks for having me so much. It's, it's honestly been a pleasure. And um, I love what you're doing of featuring, you know, different women in, in the industry. Um, Cheat Code's Instagram is just at Cheat Code, one word. And Impact Sports Marketing is at Impact Sports Marketing. Um, and my Instagram is at Tony Celeste. All right. Well, Thank you so much for sharing your voice, your tips, your strategies, your history. It's been such a great conversation and know that it will serve so many. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, in all cases, marry your passion with your purpose and create the most rewarding and enriching career possible. Number two, define what success looks like for you. The more you can define, the better you'll be. Ask yourself when making a change, what skills do you want to employ day to day? Pursue opportunities that align with your definition of personal success. Number three, speak up and ask for what you want and how you can add value. The old adage, squeaky wheel gets the oil, remains true today. And number four, negative beliefs can really control our minds. Fear is a strong emotion, and if you choose to play into it, it will eat you alive. Think about your mentality. How are you feeling? How are you approaching a challenge? We all need mental coaching to put our best brain forward. Hey leaders, if you want to be in for a treat, definitely subscribe to the show if you have not done so already, because we have so many amazing episodes coming up. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, wherever you listen so you don't miss out. And if you leave us a review or post about me or tag leadership is female on your Instagram stories, 
to talk about the show, we'll enter you into a giveaway. We're giving away something every single month. Some of my favorite things from my favorite work bag to my favorite sunglasses. Make sure that you spread the word and we will reward you for that. I'll also send you a personal thank you note and repost your comments and reviews. Last thing, did this episode bring you any insights, ideas, aha moments, anything you are inspired by? If so, take one second and share the link, post about it on your Instagram, text your friend, email, so many ways to share leadership is female. And if you do post about this show, again, don't forget to tag at Leadership is Female or at Emily Jansen or my awesome guest today, because knowing that this conversation made a difference for you means the world to us and we love to see it. Thank you so much. This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus, and distributed by Anchor FM.